0: Swag them Look,
1: and welcome to another that, episode bullseye, of the Sartorial Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, Ooh, and everything in between. Not, I'm I mean, your host, Webster Style, right the man, here. the voice, the fragrance. So let's jump right into it this week, talking about the download. Now, this week's recommendation for download is one that has been on the Nintendo Switch for about a year or two now, and it was a Nintendo Switch exclusive to the popular monster hunter franchise yes, ladies and gentlemen we're talking about monster hunter rise well now it is finally dropped on the playstation's family systems pc as well as xbox one s and x and of course if i'm talking about it there's about a 95% chance it is also on game pass yes ladies and gentlemen it is currently on game pass now what is monster hunter it is an action rpg developed and published by capcom where the t- player takes the role of a hunter tasked with slaying or capturing large monsters using a variety of weapons tools and environmental features to damage and weaken them while surviving their attacks successful completion of the offered quest provides loot typically in the form of various monster parts from the monster which are used to forge new armor and weapons that can be used to take on more powerful monsters, forming the series notable core loop. And this is one that wasn't really on my radar, but since it's on Game Pass, and since I've heard such good things about the franchise, I decided to dip my toe into the Monster Hunter Rise pool. And let me just tell you ladies and gentlemen, I am absolutely hooked. Now I have not been able to spend as much time as I've wanted to, but I am just really enjoying the gameplay thus far. It is such a fun game to play. I really understand why this series has such worldwide appeal and such a large fan base now after actually having played it, even just for the shorter bit of time that I have. So I am absolutely looking forward to playing More Monster Hunter Rise, and if you have Game Pass, I definitely recommend you download it. Uh, If you're looking for two purchases, well, I believe it's running for either $59.99 or $49.99, so it's not a, you know, $70 game, but it is one. I think you'll get a, a lot of time and, more importantly, your money's worth from playing. So that's my take on Monster Hunter Rise. Now, let's talk about our short takes. Now, short takes are going to be short this week. Uh, First up, we have the latest trailer that dropped for The Mandalorian Season 3. And I have to say, I have been kind of iffy on a lot of the Star Wars TV series. Um, I never finished Obi-Wan. It just kind of got on my nerves around midway through. And frankly, I haven't finished The Mandalorian either. That's simply because of time, not because of lack of interest. But one of the things I love about The Mandalorian is they really keep this outer space wild west theme and that was really on display with the trailer for season three the mandalorian is such a beautiful star wars series and it really does set the bar for what a star wars series is supposed to be about now i've heard very great things about andor so i haven't gotten a chance to sit down and watch that but mandalorian really is the creme de la creme when it comes to star wars tv series and it looks like Season three is going to keep that tradition alive. Next up is the trailer or the full trailer for Scream 6. Now, I'll tell you, frankly, I haven't watched a Scream movie since three. I've never been a fan of the franchise. When I saw the first one back in the day, I understood why it was important. I understood why people loved it as far as it proked fun at those conventional horror film tropes I just didn't find it interesting and subsequent films just they really distilled themselves into rudimentary slashers as far as I was concerned so with that I haven't seen for or the previous one that came out which I was actually meaning to do simply because it seemed interesting bringing back Courtney Cox and whatnot. Uh, but the trailer for Scream 6 dropped it's in Manhattan and you may automatically think of Jason Goes in Manhattan, and clearly this seems to be something totally different. Obviously, since it's a scream, however, it really plays up on the lore of Ghostface and how Ghostface has permeated in this society. Uh, and in the trailer, you they find this Ghostface layer in this nest. So it seems that whoever, or whomever, uh, is Ghostface, or and maybe multiple Ghostface. Who knows? There is definitely a coordinated effort targeting these individuals, uh, much more of a sophistication that we haven't seen in previous screen movies. Now, I'm not saying I'm overly interested in it because, like I said, I've never been a fan of the series when it comes to horror and, and whatnot. However, the premise does look very interesting, but of course, too, it does just the way the trailer's cut, kind it of reminds me of yeah. Lily every other teen-focused horror movie that has come out in the past two years. So it doesn't exactly make Scream look like something overly unique or different compared to really the movies that it spawned in the past few years. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens when Scream 6 comes out in April, I believe. Let's jump into the long box now. This week we're talking crossing number six of six from red stylo media with writer enrica jang art by alex cormac i believe this is either inks or i don't know by uh, rachel Persephone and then justin birch i forget who does what but they put in a significant con- contribution to this book so uh, i want to give them their props even though i'm not sure what exactly they did whatever it was it was great I have been a fan of this series if you listen to this podcast you know i've talked about crossing so 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 very long uh it's a book that i have supported on kickstarter since the very beginning i have to say i really enjoyed this book i love absolutely love alex cormac's arts in this book i love really as as someone who was born and raised in baltimore i love his depictions of the city I love his depictions of that sort of Baltimore row house uh, that we see here. I love his facial expressions uh, about his ability to really to convey the emotions of the characters. And I'm going to want to talk about a few points in this story uh, that really spoke out to me. There was one where uh, one of the tethers of the ghost he had in Eddie, Eddie Murray baseball that the younger ghost found and the look on his face as he recounted why he had it the fact that it was part of his wife's things and it's something hear from his wife's family because they try to take everything but then even that pain and that letting go in the same moment by allowing these two characters to literally play catch with that ball that he placed so much value on and then that moment that joy that was experienced by these two ghost characters severed their tether to this world and they saw the light and one of the one of the characters that was going to light was a young man a young boy and he was there with his mom who was also a ghost and you had to see her And the tears and the emotion and and it's and that is definitely heightened by Enrique's writing but the emotion that Alex was really able to convey with his art as to what was going on was really phenomenal and I felt that I felt that mom's pain I felt her having to let go I felt the joy uh, from the son of him being able to leave and to go but still less sadness of leaving his mom I, I felt the uh, in the earlier parts of the book with the whole thing with the police and the mobsters, and and it was just he does a phenomenal job telling the story artistically, and, and, and it helps that Enrica is just a really awesome writer, and they've really lived and breathed this this book for the past couple years, and have really been able to tell a really great story. Now, this is where my issue comes they left us on a cliffhanger how you have issue six of six and the story is not over we get no resolution I am upset I was looking forward to some sort of resolution somebody going to jail the, the cuffs being slapped on somebody for all these teenagers that have been killed and there's still no real resolution to what happened to Nita and how she ended up on those train tracks Come on, people. Come on, Red Stylo. Uh, you, you're going to string this out along even more? I'll be buying, don't get me wrong, but I I really enjoy this book. I I, I really think that it is, I keep saying I, I but it, there are too many things that I want to say that I just can't because I just gush about this book. It is really a great piece of work. And this is one of the things where I love about independent creators Uh, It's not a monthly sort of thing, and no disrespect for the major titles that kick out books monthly, but there's something about taking time to really craft a book, from the writing to the art to the production, that you just get a really worthwhile quality book every time you get it in the mail. So... That is my take on Crossing uh, number six. If you're interested in more, you can check out uh, the whole Crossing series and the other books from Red Stylo. Stylo it's either redstylo.com or redstylomedia.com The official uh, website will be in the show notes. With that, we're going to take a quick break and then come back and talk about, well, a series that I did not expect to love as much as I did. Night Court. And we're back. Talking Nightcore, if you caught us last week, you heard me talk about the my impressions of the sneak peek slash trailer for the series. And also you heard me talk about how it is one of my favorite series growing up in the 80s, early 90s, as far as the sitcom is concerned, because it was just sh- so unique for the setting, first and foremost, but also the cast of characters uh, that we had at that point in time it really throughout the whole course of the series so seeing the reboot slash continuation of the series i was very excited had high hopes but you know with any sort of uh continuation remake reboot you know you have to somewhat be a bit weary uh because of well it may only be that series that you love so much in name alone well First of all, they hit it out the park by bringing back John Larquette as Dan Fielding. And I like how they changed his character in that he eventually comes back. He doesn't start off back with uh, Night Court and being uh, one of the lawyers, but he started out on the original show. He was the prosecutor uh, versus Christine's Marky Post um, defense attorney, public defender. Now the tables have turned. He now has to find out how to be the defense. So his snarky wit and his uh, downtrodden demeanor is definitely put to the test. And he is now tasked with defending all of these poor, lonely, uh, decrepit, depraved souls that enter into night court for judgment under uh, Judge Stone. Let's talk about Judge Stone, Abby Stone, daughter of Harry Stone, the original uh, judge in Night Court, played by Melissa Ranch from The Big Bang Theory. She is absolutely great. This series definitely feels like I'm watching the original series. I laughed so hard during these first two episodes that were dropped at the time of this recording, so they're both on Peacock. Now, if you don't have Peacock, it's, you know, pretty decent service to have but I absolutely loved it the The cast of characters from India, Dave Beaufort as the uh, defense attorney, uh, excuse me prosecutor Olivia to Lacreta as the bailiff uh, to uh, Neil as the clerk, it's just it's so funny and then with all the other characters that are there sprinkled throughout in that first those first two episodes i i recommend this series it is a throwback to classic sitcoms one of the things that i have gotten out of i think the 90s nbc 90s sitcoms they just there's just something that just doesn't work they got this formula because of friends and then they've kind of been running with that and tweaking it ever since. And I have never been a fan of any of the sitcoms that NBC has done since, really, since the nineties, uh, late nineties, even two thousand. I tried watching the Carmichael Show. I tried watching that, um, even the Keenan Show and the uh, Wayne's Brother Show. Uh, they were okay, but it still it it was something missing. There was something raw. Uh, that really comes across with those '80s uh, series or '80s sitcoms, and I get that. Like it, you feel like this is taped in front of a live studio audience. That's, that's probably the best way. Um, the laughs aren't just laugh tracks. It it was really something that I is special as far as I'm concerned compared to what else is out on TV landscape. I've watched sitcoms on on Netflix, and it just they just don't It's something off in Night Court, at least in these first two episodes, they really hit all of the marks as far as I'm concerned as to what a sitcom is supposed to be. From the characters to the jokes to just the whole theme of the show, I highly, highly recommend Night Court. So if you're not watching it and you're looking for a good sitcom to watch, I definitely suggest you check out night courts now moving on from the night we're going to talk about a few fragrances that i absolutely love from black owned fragrance companies i absolutely enjoy promoting and trying out fragrances from fragrances in general particularly smaller black owned companies and these few are some that i really enjoy now mind you there are a lot of fragrances and black owned companies i actually enjoy and love One of the things about being on a fragrance journey is that it's a journey, so you get to experience a lot of different fragrances, brands, and network with creators over the way. Now, one of the things I love about this journey is that I've been able to not just come in contact, but experience fragrances from a plethora of African-American-owned fragrance brands. So this week, I'm looking at seven of my favorite fragrances from African-American-owned brands. First up is Velour from the House of Maison de Darius. Now, this is one from their initial collection, so this has been discontinued for a number of years now. It features notes of amber, oud, and caramel. And one of the things I really liked about this fragrance is how the caramel and the amber really combine to give this sensual, sexy appeal to toward um, a little sweet, not Powdery as you would think from amber. And one of the things that I really noticed over the years is how the oud just kind of stands up in the background and you smell it. But as the day progresses, it really takes more and more of a prominence in that mixture of that camo and the amber. If you're looking for something similar from the house, uh, Notorietta. Also has those notes and then it also adds in vanilla and violet to the mix to offer something similar but unique as well. Next we have Renaissance or Renaissance Man from Chris Collins. Now I just have a sample but this bad boy is potent. It's a spicy, witty fragrance that features top notes of marine notes, bergamot and ginger, hard notes of cinnamon, sage and honey, and then base notes of tonka bean, tobacco and leather. This, this is a grown man's fragrance right here, gentlemen. It's it's smoky. It has such a sultry, sensual sophistication, especially as the notes really meld together and reveal that base with the leather and the tobacco. This is definitely one of my favorites from Chris Collins. Of course, over in the space, there is no list of black-owned fragrances. About Speaking of ovation for men, with aquatic notes, Sicilian lemon, Indonesian patchouli, cashmere wood, and bergamot amongst many other notes. It's one that offers an air of sophistication, class, and even casualness all in one bottle. It's one of the fragrances that I absolutely have to have in my collection. As you see, I'm getting pretty low so it's one I definitely have to wrap on but just like the slogan says every man deserves an ovation next up we had a one-shot fragrance from a company that is more so known for their beer products and it is perspective by perspective black with this one you find citrus notes woods notes spice notes I always say it starts off like a boozy gin and tonic, but as I continue to have this one sit around, I get more and more of that spice when I spray it in the opening. And surprisingly, the longer it sits on my shelf, the longer it tends to last on my skin. So I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it a lot more in the spring. It's perfect for the springtime as far as I'm concerned. Next up is one of my favorites from the House of Kirk Elliott, and it is none other than EKJ. With this, I'm going to find top notes of fig, uzu, grapefruit, and green mandarin orange, middle notes of red mandarin orange, cinnamon, cardamom, and clove, and then base notes of tonka bean, leather, mahuhu, and musk. For me, it speaks as one of those fragrances that are uniquely or Definitively unisex. You have the fresh fruitiness of the top notes. You have some sweetness, you have some spice, you have some the leather and the musk Tend to my nose, always skew more masculine. But in my opinion, EKJ is a perfect mix for all. And next up, I actually started to reach for another fragrance from this house, and that is ether. But I wanted something, not saying ether isn't unique, but I wanted something that was definitely more unique compared to the rest of my collection and other things that I've been wearing lately. And also it is cold outside. So I really wanted something to cut to cold. And that's why I chose Echelon for men from Kimberly, New York. Now with this one, you find top notes of orange zest and any seed, heart notes of black pepper and musk, and then base notes of leather and mahogany this is a robust fragrance this is a fragrance for me as very unique compared to others that i own and have smelled and it's one that is definitely uh, man it just it's works great in the winter time great in the cold and great for those intimate settings and i would be remiss if i did not talk about this fragrance and i'm talking about some of my favorite fragrances from african-american fragrant houses and of course it is none other than the one you've seen before sensanto and sage from savoir Fair. with this earthy woody fragrance you're going to find notes of palo santo, clary sage, oud, broxen bergamot, cryptomeria, tobacco, grapefruit, musk, cardamon, cashmere, on, and heliotrope. It's a fragrance that I keep coming back to. It is different compared to a lot of the ones i already own it is potent it projects and it lasts all day so those are some of my fragrances from black owned fragrance houses let's talk about another fragrance that is from a small business not black owned but it's still also good and that is villain by pete and pedro which is what i'm wearing today you, you heard me talk about it last week on my pseudo first impressions well i have pretty much worn this fragrance exclusively for a majority of the week and i have come away um, impressed with this one it is it just smells so good it is perfect for the winter. you're going to find top notes of lemon coriander nutmeg Heart notes of provincial lavender ginger cinnamon honey clove and anisey, then base notes of benzoin, frankincense, amber, cinderwood, vetiver, oud, with vanilla, tobacco, and tonka bean. Now, one of the things I found interesting is that different people picked up different things from this fragrance. I immediately, when I sprayed it and even when I smelled it, I picked up that honey. I picked up that tobacco, um, a little bit of that tonka bean as well. Others, really that vanilla um, and the honey mix, that sweetness really stuck out uh, for them with some of, of the comments that I received from wearing this fragrance. It is definitely one that is suited for the winter, I'll say again, I don't know, it'd be interesting. I love the way this once the heat picks up, even though it's not quote unquote something I would think would work well for the heat. I'm curious to see how the oils really dissipate and what would get revealed. Differently in the hotter weathers compared to the warmer weather, but it is one that I received 10 plus hours probably good hour to Projection from this fragrance So I was really impressed. I can't wait to pick up others from Pete and page And I will say this before I go into the Hey, I got affiliate link spiel. Um, I pay for this with my own money um, I did not receive a discount purchasing this fragrance uh, when I bought it so this review is of my own free mind free will and there was no incentive in me purchasing this fragrance uh, with a discount or free so I say all that to say we do have an affiliate link for Pete and Pedro if you are so interested in trying out villain or any of the other fragrances or products from Pete and Pedro you can use the code eHawks10 or the link in the show notes to get 10% off your first purchase. You can also support us on Patreon by becoming a producer for as low as $1 a month. Producers $1, associate producer is $2, excuse me $3, and the executive producer is $5 a month. And in each tier you get exclusive content that you can find nowhere else on the web. If you like my videos from Exotica, I got Uncuffed Stuff on Patreon. Yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. And also, you need a different energy drink. You, you're tired of the monsters, you're tired of the Red Bulls, you're looking for something that's a bit less expensive and something that is a bit more natural. Well, I suggest you try out W Energy Drink. You can get 10% off your first purchase with the code WebsterMan or the link in the show notes. So with that, let's go into the fragrance of the week, and this fragrance is another one from the indie house My Signature Scent, and this one is Chocolate City. And if you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Before I even get to the description, you can find it in an EDP concentration, 15 ml bottle for 50 bucks. Now this one is a unisex fragrance. It leans heavy and more gourmand with the notes of chocolate orange flower and broom flower now broom flower was not a note i was familiar with i had to look it up uh, it is one that offers some of the sweetness of the orange flower but not as sweet so you get a sweet floral chocolatey mix with chocolate city so it is one that is described as not so sweet but is warm and sexy the description from the site is a fragrance that is inspired by the vibrant yet cool culture of Washington, D.C., a.k.a. Chocolate City. Besides it being a political center and tourist destination, it is home to HPCU's Howard University and UDC. Those that are native, aren't natives may not appreciate the sound of go-go, but it's the beat of the city. Uh, this is a fragrance that I really, I've really become... A fan of chocolate gourmands, uh, both for men and women. I like what a lot of fragrance houses are doing with chocolate, especially with that addition of the spice, in this case with the floral. I am really impressed with it. It's not so much my taste, but I can definitely see this fragrance appealing to a wide variety of people. So that's my take on Chocolate City by my... Signature scent So where can you find this every week? Of course, you can find me every week with my man Brian Saf over on Nerds Rule the World with the NRW checkpoint where we talk about the latest and greatest in video games every single week. Also find me on social media on Instagram at Webster Style and Sartorian Geek on Twitter at Webster Style, and of course on TikTok at underscore webster style. Everything that is Webster Style can be found. At WebsterStyle.com And of course, drop me an email Ask me a question Give me a show idea Recommend a fragrance Email me at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com Again, thank you for your time Thank you for your listening ear Remember, stay safe out there And be blessed
0: Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be. White Wednesday? Uh I don't well I know last time well, I wore polka dot. You didn't. Work. All right, it. Miss them heels killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bow tie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp, Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday. Don't get me wrong. I think we killed on the birthdays. And you picked a hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the risk game. Oh, it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchased. Pick a color scheme that can match your very corset. Get the Get cream, make a little cuz No one man should have all that style Take it all, clothes on the floor, palin. And no one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes, cuz no one man should have all that styling Take it all, clothes on the floor, palin. And no one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes Let's see what it seems if it is what it seems Do it again mm-hmm. now, Chicks be looking thick leggings You know what I mean I don't, I don't know Take a hint though Don't try to get me at a moment no. oh. though. Smoking hot Rocking this pen oh. thin Tie hairline Looking like a stencil oh. ben, No love Shopping in a utensil toe. Plain dang homie I was hoping We could walk out With that bang bang honey plain, See dang, them plain James, plain James honey James, James, them James, friends, James, honey. plain friends funny. We tell honey. It, it crazy Like that thing Came on me Hey me lady main thing with me on the scene fit popping like a main vein running blood color lips smashing with the hang clutch money holding back. kind of funny can you tell me what's the project of the range rover hang on me when we walking looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me walking with a lip like an ankle sprain on me yeah i rocked the cardigan she don't really want me because one man should have all that style Taking take it clothes on the floor pass the Styling. Take it off clothes on the floor pal And the one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes Oh you wanted to Oh I completely read that wrong